Are you living up to your potential as a wedding filmmaker? Whether you're brand new to the industry or a seasoned pro, there's a good chance that you aren't living up to your true potential because there's always room for growth. I'd like to personally invite you to my free three-day challenge, Unlock Your Potential as a Wedding Filmmaker. This challenge begins on November 10th, and trust me, you don't want to miss it. Use the link in the show notes or visit thelevelupco.com slash free challenge to register. This is the key to take your films and your business to the next level in 2021 and beyond. And I will see you in there. You are listening to episode 47 of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Vanessa Kynes about a very underutilized marketing strategy among wedding filmmakers, and that's Pinterest. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Vanessa is a Pinterest marketing strategist for creative small businesses. As a YouTuber, blogger, and consultant, she helps creative small businesses grow by teaching traffic-generating Pinterest strategies to increase their brand visibility, book more clients, and ultimately generate more sales. When she's not pinning on Pinterest, Vanessa, along with her husband, cares for her three sweet daughters. Hey, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am so excited to be here. We had a fun little chat right before we started recording, so it's been good. Yes, I know. 2020 has been a little crazy, and you've recently moved and all that kind of stuff, so I'm thankful that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to talk with us about Pinterest today. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about it, and I love talking about videos specifically on Pinterest, so this should be a good conversation. Yay! Well, I'm excited. Um, Before we dive into the meat of the conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Vanessa Kynes. I'm located in Birmingham, Alabama. And for about four years now, I've been in business as a Pinterest marketing strategist. So basically, I help creative businesses craft traffic generating Pinterest marketing strategies. And I would say about two years into my business, I started, I was originally and still am working with like home decor bloggers, which is something you would typically find on Pinterest. Um, but about two years ago, I would say the wedding industry um, started asking me to speak, do summits, different things like that. And I felt like I started to kind of get sucked in into the um, photography world as well and teaching them how to use Pinterest. So I think that's probably, those are the two niches that I focus the most on when um educating on Pinterest. Okay, great. So for anyone listening to this who isn't quite sure exactly what Pinterest is, can you just give us like a brief overview of what parent, excuse me, what Pinterest is and how it's used? Yeah. So Pinterest really operates as a visual search engine. Um, it is much more similar to the way that we use Google and actually as you've noticed, I'm sure Google has a lot more visual search cues now than they used to. And that's kind of a way to compete with the way that um, Pinterest is used. But a lot of times people lump in Pinterest as a social media platform. But honestly, it's really not about what you might be pinning or what um, content other people are interested in. It really is the content that you yourselves are inspired by. So um Typically, people are using it to collate ideas. Um, maybe if your market is a bride, she's using it to plan her wedding, um, or if you're doing a renovation. So it's really just a great place to save content into boards. 
um, that allow you to access them later so that you can pull together a mood board or make a decision on purchasing a product or hiring a contractor. Okay, great. So as wedding videographers, um, how can Pinterest benefit us? So this is um, a great question because wedding pins on Pinterest are one of the original, it's really one of the original pieces of content on Pinterest. Um, I got married in 2007. So in 2006, I didn't have Pinterest, but I don't know if you remember when Pinterest was introduced around 2012, you could see people actively pinning content um, for their one day wedding and they weren't even engaged yet. So it was a little bit awkward. Now you can have a secret board. But <laughs> honestly, weddings on Pinterest are one of the top pieces of content. If you don't believe me, just go and search like you're in Sacramento, Sacramento weddings, um, NorCal weddings, or um, wherever you happen to be and see what type of content goes up. We know places like Stanley Pretty and Martha Stewart Weddings have been utilizing and capitalizing Pinterest for a long time to get people to their website. So as a video photographer, or as a videographer for a wedding, you have the ability to um, attract clients and brides, maybe perhaps before they're even engaged, but definitely as they're making those decisions with your video content on Pinterest. We can get them back to your website. They can discover and explore more of your work and then hopefully book you. Awesome. Okay. So it sounds like Pinterest is something that we should be focusing on <laughs> if we have the time for our marketing efforts. Um, one thing that I've noticed is um, it is a very photo predominant um, platform. So I really don't see a lot of video content. So would you say that videographers listening to this, if they were to jump on it now, they may have a leg up, like getting in on the ground floor with video content? Yes. So I... Part of the reason why you may not be seeing videos on Pinterest is because you haven't started actively seeking them. But the moment you see a video and you start engaging with it, whether that's watching it or saving it, you'll start to see a lot more videos. So I will say that. But in terms of the wedding industry in general, yeah, there's still so much room to capitalize on this. And so a couple of different ways that you could do this would be short clips of um, what I would love to see is someone actually like videoing you, videoing your couple so that you kind of get to showcase the client experience and what it's like to work with you. Maybe you're showcasing how like, what's the right word? How um, unobtrusive you are. Like we're, we're being photographed. We've got so much going around us. You don't want the videographer to also be barking orders at you, but just showing that experience or showing your promo clips. So maybe you're making these clips, these 15 second clips for other social media platforms, um, to share kind of, um, reveal a quick wedding video. If you could repurpose those on Pinterest and then save them on Pinterest, according to the location. So say it was like, um, the four seasons in San Francisco, no idea there's one there, but wherever the venue happens to be, if you're using those keywords on top of those videos, you definitely could get, um, early adoption. I have a couple clients who have saved videos and they're in the B2B world. So they're kind of what we're doing, like marketing to other businesses and they have over a million impressions and those videos live on and on and on and on. So I think that video content, though it's hard for people who don't regularly create it to, um, get on board as a videographer, you have so much at your fingertips that you can repurpose on Pinterest if you get strategic. 
So I love that. I just heard you say that um, their video content lives on and on and on and keeps getting impressions. And I really like that idea. Um, It's kind of opposite of Instagram because I feel like things on Instagram get buried so quickly. And if you're like really consistent with posting often, um, that's great. But once it's buried, it's kind of buried. So can you maybe talk a little bit about how it's more of like an evergreen um, discoverability kind of platform? Yeah. So obviously you mentioned that and that's a great point that once it posts on Instagram, it's buried within a couple days or even Instagram stories, it's gone within 24 hours. And so really you're constantly having to create new content, which is totally fine. And people love using Instagram. I think it's fun too. But Pinterest, because it operates as a search engine, people are going to search for, again, like if they're searching for um, Sacramento weddings and Sacramento wedding ideas or Sacramento wedding videographer to even take it one step further, and you're utilizing those keywords in your Pinterest descriptions and in the Pinterest pin titles um, and in the meta descriptions, which live on your website, the search results are going to show up based on that. Now I will say that Pinterest is really prioritizing video content. So a lot of times video content will get bumped up to the top, um, because they really want people to actively engage in video content online. So that's how it operates as an evergreen search, because it's not really about what's showing up in your feed live. It's really the way that the user is searching for keywords in the search bar. So when someone is uploading video content to Pinterest, is it being uploaded natively onto Pinterest or is it using a link like from YouTube? Like how does that actually work? Yeah. So you're uploading a file onto Pinterest. Yeah. Um, and sound is not an important feature on Pinterest. So it really just, people are not actively trying to listen to sound. It doesn't really operate like Instagram story does, you know, like we often probably don't listen to sound when we see something in our Instagram feed. And so I wouldn't focus as much on that. Focus on just movement and animation and whether that's a short clip of you, like I'm just envisioning a bride and groom, like standing over the mountains and it's like a pan, you know, I don't know any of the video terms, but the, them panning by and her hair is blowing. Like there's just a lot of movement in that and eye catching, um, texture that someone's going to see next to a still pin and it's going to engage them. So you don't even have to be like super crafty. It's nothing like a YouTube video and you're literally just popping the MP4 file on to a pin pin style should be square or two by three. So like 1000 by 1500 pixels. I don't know exactly how to translate that. So vertical. Yeah, exactly. Like a two by three or square. If that's easier for you, that can also perform. But again, you're not, you're just focusing on visually catching and attracting someone um, more so than like creating this big, huge storytelling thing that you would do on Facebook. Right, right. So like eye candy kind of shots. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then so for people who are unfamiliar with like how Pinterest works, I'll just like jump in real quick. When somebody, someone can either pin that pin onto their own board or they can click the link associated with it and it will take them to your website or to a blog post or something. So once you're able to like capture their attention, they can then be transferred onto like your website. So I feel like that's like an um, important point to make because people listening may be like, well, why does it matter if people are like watching my videos on Pinterest? And that's why, like they will click directly onto your website from there. Yeah, so obviously we really do want to generate traffic, but I will say video pins, one of the annoying thing about video pins now, and this could change, is that when you actually click on the video, what it actually does is just stop and start the controls, so play or pause, and there is a link next to it that you could click through, so if you associated it with a particular blog post, so a still pin, you can click on the pin and it will go back, 
but it really doesn't matter because the, the moment somebody saves that pin or um, engages with it, your feed is now gonna be flooded with more of your content. And so it's the algorithm says, hey, they like this, they're gonna see more of it. So even if you can I, like, get their attention on that um, video pin, you could still utilize other still pins as well to kind of get more content in front of their face. For someone listening who maybe doesn't even have a Pinterest account, like what would you say should be the first steps that they should take today to start using Pinterest for their marketing? Yeah. Well, to be successful, um, you obviously need a website and um, you hopefully have content like blogging content. You can also actually link content to Instagram or YouTube if you're also using those functions, but you need a Pinterest account. You can convert a personal account. If you use your personal account for a lot of you know, business stuff anyway, like whether that was saving content for a wedding industry, um, you can convert that over to a business account or you can start fresh. Um, typically as much as I can, I convert to personal accounts for my clients. Um, and then it's also in the terms of service, you have to use a business account, but there's no reason why you wouldn't want to, cause you get a special looking profile and actually really cool. If you go into Pinterest, you can go to mine, uh, Vanessa Kynes, you can put a video, um, in an area on your profile, you can put a whole video up there. So you could put like your brand story video there if you wanted to with sound. Um, and so that's the first step. The second step is you really need to, you need to claim your domain. So that's literally just popping some code on your website. And that's gonna allow you to um, kind of like legitimize yourself with Pinterest. It also allows Pinterest to get access to how pinners react like when they land on your website. So for example, if they go to your website and they pop right back and bounce back, it might tell Pinterest, hey, like this wasn't appropriate for this search. Like I was looking for banana bread. And when I went to the website, it was how to make slime or something. You can tell I'm a mom <laughs> of three. And so if they bounce back, it could indicate to Pinterest that this wasn't really what the client was or what the user was looking for. But if they, if we have our website claimed, they go to your website and they don't bounce back, it can tell Pinterest, hey, like this was really popular content. So that's step number two. First step was convert to business account. Second was claim your domain. The third thing is you really need to get, you need to hone in and really get an understanding on the keywords. And this is where people get really stuck. But for the wedding industry, you're mostly focusing on those location-based keywords as well as venue names. Because if you go on to Google or even on Pinterest itself and put in your location like Sacramento Weddings, nine times out of 10 for any city, the next, um, kind of pop down option is going to be venue. So really focus on your location. If you shoot at a destination, focus on that destination location too. And also venue names, because those are really how people are going to be searching on the platform. They're not searching Vanessa Kynes videography. If they were doing that, they would go straight to my website, right? They're searching for those early ideas, those early booking ideas. And if they love the four seasons of San Francisco and that's where they want to have their wedding and they see that you can confidently handle that venue and you do great shots there, then you probably have made a booking. So getting those keywords figured out. And a lot of times we're finding those by just popping them into the search bar, your location weddings and start grabbing those keywords and putting them into your profile, your pinch description, different areas like that. Okay, cool. So I'm loving this. this is like, so like, tactical advice where people can actually like <laughs> hit pause and like go do these things. I love that. So what, um, cause I'm a, I love Pinterest. I use Pinterest all the time, even for just like planning styled shoots or planning my Christmas party, whatever. I use Pinterest a lot. So, um, as a business owner, what should like the, um, 
what's the word? Ratio of like your own posts to like other content should it be? Like, should we only be posting our own content or should we be repinning others? Yeah. So Pinterest often says you don't have to pin other people's content, but a lot of things that Pinterest say aren't always the, let me reverse. They are their own best practices. But in my experience, if you're a brand new account, if you start pinning a lot of wedding content from like um, editorial websites and things like that, it can send some strong signals to Pinterest that you are a wedding content publisher essentially. So in the beginning, I think it's really important, especially if you don't have a lot of content, to just make sure that you're you're pinning at least 10 times a day. And just as a side note, I recommend a, a tool called Tailwind, which is a um, automated scheduling app. It's really inexpensive. It's like 10 bucks a month and allows you to set up your queues in advance so that you're not like me. I swear I'm not like Pinterest all the time, constantly pinning. I can set it up in advance. Um, but if you have tons of content that you love, and this is where it's tricky. If you've been a photographer for 10 years, you probably are not sharing your 2010 content anymore. You probably aren't sharing that, um, image of you black and white image where you colored in only the rose bouquet. Like we don't <laughs> do that anymore. Right. Um, that was popular around the time that I got married and I didn't love it then and don't love it now. But, um, you obviously only want to share the content that really reflects the good work that you're doing now. So I think a lot of people don't feel like they have a lot of content. And so that's why I do recommend that you pin other people's content. And it could just be like from the many, 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 many wedding um, industry editorials on the platform that already exists now. Um, there is no magic ratio, but a lot of people like to hold on to 20% others, 80% yours, but to really get going the first three to six months, I would just love for people to be pinning about 20 times a day um, and be pinning your own content. Videos are a little tricky. I still recommend them, but they're a little bit tricky because you can't schedule them in the Tailwind app. They say that they can, but they don't really work. So that's the tricky thing about video. You have to upload it directly to the Pinterest platform, but it doesn't, it really gets early, kind of early impression, early um, focus. So you could just set a timer like a couple times a week to upload a video, like maybe Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you open, you upload one video on that day. Um, and then it just kind of gets sent throughout the platform. So you don't really have to work that hard with the video. Okay, good to know. Yeah, because I'm just like envisioning myself um, <laughs> like one, every hour having an alarm go off on my phone, like, oh, time to upload on Pinterest. So it's good to know that for video content, it doesn't have to be like a ton yeah, and it is tricky with video content because we're talking about, and I, I'd be curious to know what your blog posts look like as a videographer because you're shooting yeah. video content, not still content. I mean, maybe you're doing both. There probably are people who do a lot of both. Yeah, so I've seen it done a few different ways. Um, I've seen people actually pull the photographer's images and then, like, credit the photographer and then also, like, embed their video. So it's kind of like both, like, if you're pin or like blogging a wedding um, and then I've also seen people do like screenshots from the video to accompany the video or just the video. So I've seen it done those three How's ways. How's the quality look on a screenshot? So it depends. Um, within our editing software, you can like actually export a frame. And if you're shooting like in 4K, um, it can look actually like pretty decent, um, just depending on like shutter speed and stuff. I mean, it's obviously not a photo or it kind of looks like a photo from like more of a novice photographer <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> it kind of loses that. its magic yeah so those are some good ideas of ways to talk about um 
a particular venue. And then I like the photographer, like collaborating with the photographer and sharing images there too. So that's very cool. And honestly, like you probably can repurpose some of these videos for Pinterest. You can probably repurpose what you're creating for other platforms. You just need to focus on, like we mentioned, if you're creating a square for Instagram feed, you can repurpose that for Pinterest. So don't feel like you now have to master um, or at least create a whole new thing in Adobe Premiere or um, Final Cut Pro or whatever it is you're using. Um, just repurpose what you have. Yeah, that's a good tip. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off. Mm -hmm. Hi, it's me. I am interrupting my own episode of the podcast to remind you, go ahead and hit pause right now. And if you haven't signed up for the free challenge that begins on November 10th, do that right now because the challenge starts soon. And I genuinely do not want you to miss it because I know that this is something that's going to help you take your business to the next level. So go ahead and hit pause. I'll wait for you. Use the link in the show notes or visit thelevelupco.com slash free challenge to register and hit play once you're done with that. And now back to the episode. So do you have any tips for Pinterest? Just like general, like best practices, um, just kind of before we wrap up the Pinterest talk here. Yeah. So, um, I think it's really important to, again, like get a keywording strategy. And I know that sounds like really vague. Um, but, a lot of times for the wedding industry, it really is location keywords because you're specifically being hired to shoot in location. You're not shooting virtually. You're not doing the work virtually. So really getting um, a strategy there. Some tips would be like checking out maybe some of your competitors, seeing what they're doing, or maybe to look at the parallel industry um, of the um, photography industry. I'm sorry, my kiddos, I, we should just take a moment and realize that we all have kids home right now and they're super loud in my, my house carries. I probably shouldn't say anything, but I feel like the volume was going up. But um, it's all good. Yeah. So like looking at the parallel wedding industry and seeing what photographers are using, what keywords are using, that's going to be super important. Um, the next thing really is, is like choosing um, your top blog posts that represent the work that you are doing your best work and work that you want to continue doing um, and sharing that content using Tailwind, which is going to allow you to automate the whole strategy. So I know Tailwind can seem like a complicated tool, but as videographers, you guys are using Adobe like Premiere and Final Cut Pro. And I have also created video before, and those are way, way, way more complicated than, than Tailwind. So I'm confident that you guys can like figure that out. Um, but that's going to allow you to stay consistent on the, on the, um, platform, which is super important. And the next tip really is to just stick with it. Find ways to repurpose what you're already creating for other platforms so that you don't get burned out and don't feel like it's not worth it. Um, don't look and try to figure it all out and say, Hey, it's not working after one month or three months. Like just keep up with it and find strategic ways to, um, just like build it into your overall marketing strategy, um, and reuse what you already have. I think that wedding industry people, really get bogged down by that and, and they feel like they get behind, but there are definitely smart ways to repurpose what you're already doing. Like even this podcast episode that we're having, you're obviously going to share a clip probably on Instagram, on Facebook, create a pin graphic for it, send it back to the place where you're going to be hosting this particular blog post. Like you didn't have to create a brand new post or a podcast only for Pinterest. Um, you can use Pinterest and all the other platforms to point back to one singular space. 
Yeah, I love that. And as um, at the time of publishing this, I think that most of us will be kind of heading into our like our slow season where maybe we're catching up on edits and taking some time to rest. And I think that it's great to kind of come up with a marketing strategy. So keeping up with posting on Instagram and just kind of lump Pinterest in with that. So sit down once a week or whatever when you schedule out um, all of your posts and just add Pinterest in with the mix and um, just keep up with it during slow season. And maybe by the time next booking season kind of hits, um, you have gained some, gained some traction. Yeah. So just kind of strategy there. Yeah. Awesome. Vanessa. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find me at Vanessa That's Vanessa V A N E S S A. K-Y-N-E-S.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Vanessa Kynes, Facebook. Um, if you, which you guys probably are tech savvy and you want to look at some YouTube videos on how to use Tailwind. Um, I actually have a YouTube channel and then I have a course called Pin Progress, which is actually specifically designed for the wedding industry. I speak to it quite a bit. And so there's a lot of templates and guides in there that can be very plug and play for your industry. And that's on my website as well. That's so helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you, my listeners. What topics do you want to hear about on the podcast? Head on over to my Instagram at thelevelupco and send me a DM with topics you'd like to hear about. As always, I would love it if you left a review for the podcast wherever you're listening. That goes a long way in helping more people find the show. And until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.